Up next, voices matter. In a democratic society, every voice counts. We are convinced that everyone has a meaningful story to tell. Our new feature, Voices Matter, is a platform to make your voice heard. Hello and welcome to Voices Matter. In this episode, we are joined by Shivani Sondi, a British Indian national who works as an innovation manager and diversity and inclusion lead at Tomorrow Street, a Vodafone company here in Luxembourg. Working in tech, a field traditionally dominated by men, Shivani uses her professional platforms to raise awareness around many topics that would usually be shushed in the workplace, like endometriosis or racism, for instance. So, on this week's episode of Voices Matter, we're going to talk with Shivani about being a woman in tech, the motivations behind her messages on social media, and how she lifts taboos about certain topics. Hello, Shivani. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you hail from and what made you come to Luxembourg? Yeah, of course. So my career journey started after university when I joined the Vodafone Graduate Scheme. And I think one of the things that I really noticed, you know, going back to your point about being a woman in technology is coming into the tech world there are very few women and especially women of color in senior positions. And I started to learn that in my couple of years in the UK at Vodafone. And then when I moved to Luxembourg, still as part of Vodafone and Tomorrow Street, it was also very interesting to see that the issues are still the same in Luxembourg, despite it being a very diverse place as well. So coming from London, a very multicultural city, um, we've also got a very multicultural environment here. However, we've still got a very long way to go, not necessarily just in technology, but in general in Luxembourg as well, in terms of getting women into technology and into STEM careers, for example. For those of us who aren't really familiar with it, what is it like being a woman in tech? So I think it's really important to talk about the different ways you can go into technology before actually talking about technology. So for example, I don't necessarily have a technology background. I studied business, but I'm still working in technology and innovation. However, you also have women, for example, who have done um, more technology majors and studying at university um, and further studies uh, who obviously we would associate with being more technologically at. And even though you have these different backgrounds, I think being a woman in technology can still give you that feeling of imposter syndrome because as you come across more people and also as you become more senior in your company, you will notice that there's an environment of, unfortunately, this old boys club that still exists in a lot of companies, which is slowly, slowly starting to change. But that's why it's really important that as women, we unite and empower each other. But also actually as men, we really need men as allies to come on that journey with us and help to empower us as well. So you use LinkedIn to talk about your personal struggles and obstacles that you overcome, as well as shine a light on people that are often forgotten. But there is this general consensus that some personal opinions and positions aren't to be talked about in a public professional setting. So what made you initially decide to take that first step into publicly advocating for these topics? 
So I think there's definitely a stigma around being in the, especially in the corporate world or the working world and not bringing your your whole self to work, for example. But now we're, we're kind of encouraging, especially at Vodafone and Tomorrow Street, to bring your authentic self to work. But there's sometimes, you know, a catch-22, bring your authentic self, but don't bring your full self. And I think I was a bit fed up of being fed things that I think weren't necessarily true or authentic. And there's so many things at work that we don't talk about. And it can be as simple as saying to your manager, oh, I don't feel well because I've got my period. But as a woman, you don't feel comfortable to walk into work and say that because there's a certain stigma around it. And there shouldn't be. Every single woman goes through it every month and it's really normal. Um, So I just wanted to, I kind of wanted to normalise just everything because we all go through it as women especially so I just don't understand why we don't talk about it at work sometimes or why it has to be awkward and again we've got a long way to go but I think if you can start in your small ecosystem talking about it and empowering others to talk about it then it's a good start. Was it difficult being so transparent in a professional setting at first? Yes It is, I think it's really difficult because you also get judged for it, to be honest, because people will make comments, whether you're wearing a blue hat or a pink hat or a green hat. Unfortunately, people are always going to have something to say. So I thought people are going to say things anyway. So why don't I actually do something that empowers myself, empowers others, brings people together? Because I find that sometimes when I post things, okay, there's probably people who think negative things, that's okay, they're going to be there. But actually, a lot of people do reach out sometimes and say like, thank you for sharing. Um, I've also felt this or, you know, my friend has felt this or my friend's been through similar, can they talk to you? So I think it's a small way of bringing people together to talk about things that you don't really talk about all the time. You mentioned about how people respond to your post. Have you seen an evolution in how they respond to your to you being so outspoken on social media? And has this impacted your professional life in any way? I think in terms of professional, what's really nice is in the Tomorrow Street team that I work in, when I joined two years ago, we weren't necessarily, I think, as open to talking about all these different, you know, diversity topics, for example. But now, because I started talking about it more, we're a lot more open as a team to talk about it. I think it's still difficult, again, talking about the corporate world. If you've got a safe space in your team, then you can talk about these things. But there's a lot of people in other companies and even sometimes at Vodafone, we don't necessarily have the safe space to talk about it. So I think I'm lucky that I have the platform because I had a safe space, but a lot of people might not have the same necessarily. I was also curious, as a diversity and inclusion lead, what do you do? Like, how does that translate into the workplace? So there's a few things that we're doing combined at Tomorrow Street and Vodafone. Um, And one of the things a couple of years ago, obviously when I joined, And when I noticed there was lack of women and I spoke to a lot of people who are our Tomorrow Street partners, a lot of the women felt the same, sometimes a bit alienated, 
you know, being surrounded by men all the time. So we set up eight women in the startup ecosystem network. And at Vodafone, we've also got our Women of the World at Vodafone. And we've recently launched the Multicultural Inclusion Network. And the Multicultural Inclusion Network, it focuses on race and ethnicity and those different cultures within Vodafone Luxembourg. And obviously the women's networks focusing on empowering women um, within our ecosystem. And we've also got the Vodafone Foundation that works with lots of different minority groups to ensure that we can use our technology for better, essentially. So we've got a lot of things going on. There's still a long way to go, but we do lots of events, webinars, panel discussions to make sure that we keep the conversation going. Has your social media, social activism ever caused you any trouble or Do you find that maybe it provides a space where you can actually gain insight on why certain people think a certain way about gender roles and other subjects? I think in terms of socially, it has, I found that I can normally be more outspoken in social situations sometimes than in a work setting for obvious reasons. Um, But... I mean, have I had kind of tricky situations? Yes, sometimes you'll find you meet people and they'll make comments that maybe they don't think are sexist or racist or homophobic, but they are all of those things. Um, And I'm at a point where I'm still learning, okay, don't get angry quickly. How can we, you know, take a step back calmly, say to someone, actually, that's not very nice what you said, um, and this is why. So... I've come across very many situations where people will say things that are hurtful to me or hurtful to people in my community or friends, for example. And it's really, really important to not just sit by and let it happen. But I do often get in trouble for, you know, being too outspoken or being too loud about it. But again, if I don't say it, then no one else is going to, so. How um, how do people usually react when you tell them, hey, you can't say this or you shouldn't say this because it's offensive to this person or that person or whatever? So, again, it's very difficult depending on what you're talking about. But for example, the other day I had a conversation with someone and the comment was, Europe's not a very racist place. And as you can imagine, as a brown woman, something like that is really, it's really triggering Mm -hmm. because first of all, Europe is a racist place and growing up as a brown woman in London, yes, it's a very diverse place, but at the end of the day, I had no role models to look up to while I was growing up, you know, because the media was, brown women didn't have a place in society Mm -hmm. when I was growing up and slowly we do. Um, And that goes for all people of colour or women of colour or minority groups. So when I do hear comments like that, it is difficult. However, it is just important to take a step back, slow down and have that conversation because people don't, mostly I hope people don't say it from a point of being malicious or they're not doing it on purpose to antagonise in most cases. So 
it's just a matter of how do you make them more aware and how do you educate them and are they willing to learn? Because if they're not willing to learn, then for me, that's the issue. It's okay not to know, but if you're told this is the issue and don't say it again, but you don't learn, that's more of a problem. So you mentioned this earlier about how you're more outspoken in a social setting than a, maybe a corporate setting. There is a bigger trend among younger generations of workers who want to separate their professional and their private lives more clearly. Is that something you had to sacrifice in order to be able to speak more openly about different topics on social media platforms at work? So I think Luxembourg's really special place, sorry, in that in that regard, because I think a lot of people will find when you move here because you don't know anyone, very quickly your social setting and work setting kind of combine. So Luxembourg's a place where you can't really hide away because it's a very small place. Everyone knows normally what you're doing if you're active, for example. So for me, it's very much blended the work and social setting. I also do have to be careful if I say things in a on like social platforms, for example, that actually there are people from work who will also see it. So it translates into whether it's, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, it's here. I think it's really important that there's actually not necessarily a, a differentiating factor because everything is kind of mushed together in Luxembourg. So as a final question, maybe, what advice would you give to anyone who has witnessed behaviors that can be discriminatory at work? And how would you tell them to address the issue with the person that was being problematic? So that's a really good question because I don't think it's, it's not a black and white answer. There's not necessarily a right and wrong. I think if the situation permits and you feel comfortable and empowered to address the situation or the person who was being problematic, you can take them, take them to the side after, or at the time you can say, I don't think that's a fair comment to make. Like maybe let's talk about it later, why it's not okay to say that. But the reason I say it's not black and white is because if you don't have a safe space at work, especially, it's not really easy to call someone out. And so as much as I would say, always call people out, if the environment is not safe to do so, it can be a lot more difficult. So it's important to assess that situation of, am I going to get in trouble for calling someone out more than the person who was making the problematic statement? Or is it a good thing to do? So it it's really difficult. But if you can, always try and just pull them to the side and say something. Is there a way maybe of creating that space if there isn't that space already? So, and this is one of the things actually that I've been trying to do, especially within the Tomorrow Street team, is create that psychological safety and that environment because uh, we have spirit ambassadors as part of Vodafone. And the ways that I've done that is by talking to people on a more personal level, not necessarily talking to them about work projects, but it's it, simple things, you know, how's the dog, how are your kids, or like, what did you do at the weekend, and trying to understand people on a deeper level than just, okay, they do marketing, and and that's their job. Um, 
it is difficult, but I think if you do, for example, try and organize work events or you do lunches together, it's the non-work side of things where you can create that safe space. But it's really important that you have people who are willing to, you know, go out for a drink or go out for lunch or do something together. That's really important. Well, thank you so much, Shivani, for joining us on Voices Matter today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Bye. That was Voices Matter. At Era City Radio, we are convinced that every voice matters. Yours as well. If you want to share your story, contact us at listeners at era.lu or via Era City Radio's social media channels.